0: Welcome to the Positive Impact Podcast, where we dive into the world of movers, shakers, and changemakers, creating a positive impact on the world. This is your host, Alexandra Black-Pollock, and together we're going to tackle real issues, discovering how we can make the world a better place. Thanks for joining us for another Stories from the Field episode, where we're connecting with different people who are able to drive home the impact of organizations and their work around the globe. If you're looking for tactical ways to move forward and make this type of impact in your endeavors, then you need to check out Journey to Social Entrepreneurship, an entire event designed to harness the power of service and move forward towards successful social enterprise. Check that out and unlock all of the recordings. My free gift to you at journeytosocialentrepreneurship.com. And with that, we've got some incredible stories on the line today. Continuing our journey to Earth Day, on Wednesday, we joined with Francis Kinney from Ocean Connectors to talk sea turtles, eco tours, and more. To really drive home how important Ocean Connectors' relationship with the National City School District is, we have Cindy Vasquez, the Director of Education Services in National City. Cindy, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: So excited to be here.
0: Now, I've lived in San Diego for about four years now, and it's actually my last weekend here, but I had to look up on a map where National City is. Where is it in San Diego?
1: So National City sits be- between San Diego and Chula Vista, so we're about 20 minutes from the Tijuana border.
0: Wow, that is crazy. Um, it always blows my mind how close we are to Mexico here in San Diego. Very
1: close. Very close.
0: Now, when we were connected with Frances, she was describing that this partnership was really unique and she was so proud of it because of some of the challenges that individuals and students face in National City. So can you kind of shine some light on what typical challenges are that your students face?
1: Sure. So National City um, is a small city. It's about 10 square miles wide. So our boundaries are very small. Students um, here in National City... Um, are below the poverty line. So in our district, all students receive um, free and reduced lunch, so 100% of our students. So as a result, they don't always get to participate or have the opportunity to do things that other children in other areas of the city would do. We live so close to the Port District and to the Bayfront. It's like right on our neighborhood border that it's sad that our students don't get a chance to understand what's out there where they can go to do things to see all around the neighborhood what's going on Um, it's very limited here as to the opportunities and and the um, options available for them due to the fact that their parents don't have a lot of income and that's their major focus is you know putting a roof over the head of their children and food on the table and getting them to school every day so this program has made a world of difference for our kids because it's gotten them out into the community around them to see really and truly what is out there right in their own backyard. And that's why I'm so excited and passionate about it because we do, it is in our own backyard.
0: Now, it's not just the community they're out on. They actually go out in the ocean on a whale watching cruise to explore, you know, San Diego, the Bay, and then kind of this area of the Pacific as yes, well. Yes,
1: Correct. So part of the part of the really cool thing about Ocean Connectors is, of course, you go. it's a nonprofit. And so we partner with them and, and provide them the instruction materials and, and have the access to have Frances in her program here in our schools. And so right now it's in 10 of our schools, and we'd really like to have Echo Tours be a part of generating the funds to in, increase it to all of our schools. We have 10 schools in our district, so it's in 8 of the 10. So right now it's um, meeting the needs of grades, Uh, Students in grades four, five, and six for about 1,800 of our students. And once we get it into all of our schools, it'll be close to um, 2,800, because the last remaining schools have quite large uh, student populations. So we're excited about that. And you're correct, they do get to go out into the ocean. So the fourth grade trip is all about going to the Living Coast Center, which is right here, again, in our backyard, right on the um, coast. And it's kind of a living aquatic Uh, center, discovery center, hands-on, where they get to see the animals that are out in the bay. They get to touch them, hear about them, um, that thing. And then, of course, whale watching uh, for the fifth graders. And then uh, we actually have um, restoration happening in our Tijuana estuary, which is, of course, right in our backyard as well, where they're trying to rebuild the habitat for the birds and the flora and fauna in our neighborhood.
0: Now, growing up in a landlocked state, I am just so jealous of all of these students who actually get to go out and do whale watching or connect with sea turtles or whales or dolphins. I mean, it's such a unique opportunity and definitely one of the benefits of living in San Diego. One of the things you touched on was these eco tours, opening up doors and creating possibilities. How important are raising those funds to supplying this program in your school district?
1: Very, very important. Can't stress um, the need for those funds. Um, Frances has done a phenomenal job and her board to continue to go out and look for grants to fund this program. Um, it's totally run in the school district um, through nonprofits. So we do provide more minor supports like transportation to and from the field trips um, out in the community. But as far as paying the salary for Francis and her assistant, or doing any of the other things, we we don't fund that. And so, um, her board and these eco tours will provide us hopefully with the ability to have a sustaining program that will continue into the future. You know, we're we all about um, as you said, um, Alex of living on the ocean front, We want to have the ocean front here available for our kids and our families and future generations and to teach our students to be good environmental stewards. And you don't really know what that means until you get out there and see, like you said, the dolphins and the seals and the whales and the turtles. Um, so
0: it's just magical once you get out there.
1: It's magical. Um,
0: when did you actually get to first meet Frances and hear about this incredible program that she wanted to create in schools?
1: So I um, have been in this district for 18 years. So when I first came to the district, I was a principal at Kimball Elementary. Kimball actually um, borders on Paradise Creek, which feeds into the bay and and into the um, estuary area. And so as a result, I kind of got really involved with that. So some of the teachers um, had Francis coming into their classrooms um, to do this ocean connectors program. And it was very limited. I think it was in a couple classrooms at Kimball and a couple classrooms in another school. And I actually got to go um, with her group to see the um, actual um, fish and wildlife and NOAA people. That must have been incredible. It was awesome. Pull a big, huge turtle out of the water, measure it with the kids, take pictures of it, jot down things in their notebooks. It was a phenomenal experience not only for me but for the kids that were there to be able to see oh my gosh these creatures are so beautiful and they're in our backyard and we have to take care of them and take care of their habitat so they will be here for years to come so for me that was my first experience and my how i got passionate about this because i saw in in real life and i saw what it did for kids the look on their faces the surprise, the astonishment, the like wonder, the questions—just everything about that experience really got me hooked on this program.
0: To have your first experience with Ocean Connectors actually be with a giant sea turtle—I can't even imagine. Uh, I know personally, you know, dolphins are incredible. The whales are just huge and so awe-inspiring. But oh, the turtles!
1: I love the turtles i love the turtles too that was like that hooked me that was it i was
0: (laughs) so you guys actually went just from a couple of classrooms and now you guys are in eight schools across the district francis describes you as very instrumental in helping advocate for her throughout the school district what was that process like
1: well i think you know for me like you said it's just um having the kids tell it in their own words so part of our program is that the students have to do these video casts that they share with a partner district down in Mexico. And so they get to share their experiences with the, with all the different trips and animals and things that they come in contact with. So we've actually used some of those videos with our board members and with our community members and parent groups and uh, teacher groups to show them what a difference this program is making for the kids in our district, to hear it from their own voices is just truly enlightening and engaging and motivating to say, we need to have this for all of our kids. Um, That's where we, Francis and I kind of put our heads together to say, this is how we get the word out. Because when you hear it from the kids, it makes a total different, focus than when it comes from an adult.
0: Yeah, video testimonials are powerful, especially you get that raw emotion and just passion and excitement from a student who just got to witness a giant sea turtle. It would be hard to say no to that.
1: Exactly. Or when they come back from a whale watching trip and they've seen whales or dolphins, they're just—they come back and they talk about how they jumped out of the water and how a whale might have breached or how they saw them blow water out of their blowhole. And those are experiences that that child or that student will remember for their life. That they will tell their kids and their grandkids, and talk about the need to be able to protect our environment to to, to know that those beautiful creatures are out there you know what just a few miles off our coast in our own like i said in our own backyard and so for me as you said those are the stories that help us continue to move the to move the program forward and when teachers hear that and they look and see what kids are doing and board members and community members, then they're like, they're always asking me, when's it coming to the last two schools? When are you going to get in the next two schools? We I want said,
0: that oh. now. Yeah. When we get enough money, we'll we'll be there. When we sell lots and lots of eco tours. So tell Our your friends. friends. <laughs> and get more long-lasting grants. <laughs> so you were describing some of these stories from students. Are there any student stories that really resonated with you?
1: Um. You know, I think the one that really resonated with me, which is really funny because it's not about seeing um, any animals or whatever, is um, part of our program is we provide these um, little notebooks um, that Right in the Rain um, provides us at a discounted price. And they're actually like science notebooks that the scientists would use when they're out on the you know ocean taking notes. Snazzy. And, wa- and they're waterproof. And <sighs> so they love it when they can take it with them. And they dip it in the water, and they can write on it, and they can take it out. It's like such a novel thing for them that they come back and tell me and show me their notes, tell me all about it. And we collect them, and we use them year after year after year. So every year in the program from fourth grade to fifth grade, fifth grade to sixth grade, they continue to build in that journal. They tell me they can't wait for Ocean Connectors to come the next school year so they can get their hands on that little journal and be able to start writing into it use it when they go on their trip, put it in the water, see what really happens. So for me, that was another like little, wow, that was, you know, you don't think that that's a big deal, but it's a big deal for a kid. And um, I remember the kid telling me, I just can't wait. It's just so exciting. Yes, I love the trips and yeses, but it's so cool to be able to ride on it and not worry about it getting wet. Or if I drop it in the water, it's gonna get damaged. I said, isn't that cool? And they're like, yes. It's basically magic at that point. magic for kids because they don't get that. that. That's the way, you know, where we are with technology and our discoveries, you know, it's allowed us to get to that point with those kinds of things as well. So oh. now and what? The, fact that, the fact that they're just like a scientist doing something that a scientist would do. That's really cool for them, too. You mean they actually use this kind of stuff? Yeah, they do. You're an actual scientist.
0: That is big because they get to be the scientist for the day. They get to walk the walk, talk the talk, do the part, have the notebook. I mean, as far as making an impact and really opening up possibilities, for students, that's got to be huge.
1: It is huge. It's huge. You know, Like I said, um, we're in, like you said, this we're in beautiful San Diego we We have a tendency sometimes to take take advantage of that or take it for granted, and I think that we just all have to remember that if we don't take care of that, if we don't teach the next generation, if we don't provide them with these opportunities you know and these materials, they're not going to be the ones that are going to be there to be stewards and to take care of this for us and for our future generations. And I think that you know part of having Equators provide those funds will continue to help us sustain this for many years to come in our district and for many future generations so that we build that, you know, um, that whole um, movement of, it just shouldn't happen here in San Diego, it should happen across all coasts, wherever you live. You know, we're talking about hopefully using the funds from Equiturist to possibly expand because part of the new science standards are reaching out into the global community and talking to other people who have classes who are doing something similar or in some way similar to what we're doing so that we can have kids share those experiences with one another.
0: So now we've got, we're raising future scientists. We have new oceanographers on the horizon and you guys are helping spur really cross country global conversations around environmentalism.
1: That's what we'd like to move towards. That's That's, where we want to go. That's kind of a big impact. That's pretty (laughs) darn cool. It is a big impact, especially for elementary kids that are in in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade.
0: And you guys start the conversations there, and as they grow up, they're going to have a different appreciation not only for the environment, for different cultures, for kind of crossing those borders or divides to move forward with causes and missions. Yes, exactly. All because you engaged fourth, fifth, and sixth graders in the conversation. Yep, you got it. Now, one thing I'm really curious about, and it's just so unique, is this idea of a fourth, a fifth, a sixth grade continuing program. How important is it to have that year after year um, relationship with Ocean Connectors?
1: Well, I think it builds a strong foundation, not only um, with Frances and her uh, program, but also understanding that, you know, there's many layers to our environment and many layers to what's around us in in our oceans, in our bay, that you have to look at the fact that We are looking at, you know, the sea turtles and what's right here, the birds, the fowl, you know, all those like critters and animals and things that occur right here in our own neighborhood so that they can become aware of that. And then in fifth grade, it's kind of taking them out a little farther, like you said, out into the ocean to see the whales and the seals. And knowing that those many of those animals, like the sea turtles who go out into the ocean, come back into the bay, you know, to rest, eat, you know, um, nest, all those kinds of things. And then a big part of having a place where animals want to come back to is taking care of that habitat. And that's what they learn in sixth grade. So it kind of builds. It's a building program because in fourth grade, it's all about the experience, the engagement, the wonderment. And in sixth grade, they've been through two years of this program. And now they're understanding what their part is in this. And they start talking about how do I give back? And so in the restoration of the estuary, they get to go plant plants, they get to clean up trash there, they get to um, have their own plot, you know, where they get to go in special areas that are only designed for them, which is exciting for kids to be able to go somewhere where nobody else can go, kind of that frontier where nobody goes.
0: <laughs> the frontier and they're going where nobody else goes to preserve yeah. the environment. I mean, you just went from learning to empowerment. Yes,
1: Exactly. And then they keep they take their parents back because the center's open on Saturdays and point out to their parents where they worked and where they where they planted plants and where they picked up trash. That's powerful because now they're teaching their parents about what they're doing as well.
0: You know, it's so funny. This is not the first organization to use kids to help spread ideas, really embed that mission, and have them take it home and teach families. Yes, one to one movement was also really instrumental with that, and they were also environmental issues were their. Um, they were also environmental issues around like trash, waste, energy. And they said, you know, sometimes parents were really supportive. Um, they actually have a program where kids collect their trash for a week. And so sometimes parents weren't super stoked about the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't go that far. <laughs> but kids can be really instrumental of creating those conversations
1: at home. Definitely, I think they can, and I think we 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 don't realize the empowerment of parents as well, or the engagement of parents in the process. Um, I'm very fortunate to be able to work with uh, a group of our parents um, in our English language um, advisory committee, and we talk about programs like this, and we share student experiences, and they all talk about the difference it's making for their child. When like they'll tell me things like, "Well, I have to, I can't throw away like bottles and cans, I have to recycle them." And they go, and I'm not a recycler, but now I'm a recycler. We are in our home because our kids realize once they get to sixth grade the importance of cleaning up the environment because they're out there picking up people's trash and bottles and cans. And now we're changing habits. Yes, we are, even in the home, which is a really... I mean, that's a really cool outcrop of what we're doing, an outcome of what we're doing.
0: I mean, as far as education goes, that's the ultimate goal. It's not just about what you learn in the classroom, but it's how do you apply this to your life and take it home and expand from there.
1: Right. And how do you share that with others and get them on board with what you're doing? Because you're right. It is about, you know, a passion for the environment and for our future and and teaching people who you know, may not have grown up that way or thought that way, that this is a new way of thinking and this is the right thing to do and, and um, getting kids excited, like you said, to do that. And I think because we build a program, it's sustaining the kids to be able to understand that, you know, wow, it just it just doesn't stop. You know, we could continue to learn about the program. And hopefully, as you said, we have those kids who want to go into becoming, you know, scientists and, you know, um, those biologists and all of those kinds of people who, oceanographers, you know, who want to go out there and, and help and find out and, and resolve problems. Um, and that, you know, gets them excited. I know we did, Francis and I talked with some of the seniors at our local high school who, who our, our district feeds into and talked to them about the residual effect of ocean connectors. And we had a really good response that, of course, number one was, how come we don't have that program in junior high and high school? And then, <laughs> that's
0: now, a good feedback from students of why didn't this program go further? That's that's kind of like the gold standard.
1: It is. And then the second thing was, yes, that they continued to be aware of their own actions when it comes to, you know, the environment and, you know, recycling and when they're on the beach watching for animals and being careful and So we were very, both of us were extremely proud of the fact that just in having ocean connectors be in their lives for three years, that it did have this residual effect, um, that it's making a difference in their lives. Um, And so it was exciting to see that, okay, wow, what can we do from here? Where do we go after we get it in all our schools and kind of have, like we were talking earlier, that global effect, and then really talking about how do we get them how do we get the kids to take the the program into 7th grade and then figure out how to do it that would be even that would be for me that would be like the ultimate thing is how do they you know go over there and say hey we want a program like this what can we do to do, make that happen
0: and not only in national city but hopefully we're able to expand this program throughout all of san diego and then spread it to other coastal communities that'd be awesome oh uh, well ocean connectors i mean the type of impact that they're having on these students is just absolutely incredible. And not only the students, but also taking it home and helping spread those mission and ideas and learning and empowerment throughout the community. The work that you guys are doing is absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, um, Alex. And I just want to take it back to Tours because this is kind of where it all started with, with um, this whole um, podcast and, and our reason for really talking about this is our goal too is to bring it to... St- to um, our guests and tourists and visitors who don't have an opportunity to see it from that student side where they get to experience the estuary and they get to see the bay from a different light and they get to see the animals that are out there. Because many people who come from the Midwest or, you know, the... Myself included. Yeah. You know, you don't always get a chance to see the the behind-the-scenes things and get to understand, even in the Midwest, the impact that you can have by changing your habits. Um, affects everybody because we, we're such a mobile society people move all the time so if we teach everybody to be like that and we show them the beauty and the wonder of what's happening right here in the oceans and the bays around us you know you guys have ponds and lakes what's out there um I think that it gets everybody excited about you know wow look at I saw a turtle I got to see a you know a, 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 a skate I got to see you know These really cool herons and, you know, all of those. Giant
0: whales and dolphins. You got it. All those animals that we don't normally get to see in the Midwest.
1: Right. You know, it kind of gives you, it takes you back to that stage when you are a kid, that wonder and awe, that wow, and can I make a difference? Sure. If you recycle, if you take care of your trash, if, you know, watch what goes in the storm drains, all of those things, no matter where you live, affect the environment. So
0: I am so excited for not only what, ocean connectors is doing in the schools but yes that they are opening up these possibilities for tourists and locals alike not only to as you mentioned fuel that education that passion that desire but also to help sustain and grow the program here in our local community cindy this has been such an amazing and inspiring episode thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me Well, movers and shakers, I hope you enjoyed that inspiring session with Cindy, where her zeal and her passion for this program is absolutely tangible. And I know personally, I'm just going to have to go out and explore San Diego a little bit, because as of this recording, it is my last weekend in the city. I am definitely on a hunt to see some sea turtles and if I do I'll definitely post it on our show notes page which you can check that out at positiveimpactpodcast.com slash stories slash ocean connectors. We're not only going to have some cool photos we're also going to have the link where you can check out your eco tour so when you're in San Diego you can get to experience the whales the dolphins the birds or maybe those absolutely incredible sea turtles which I just want to go see. Until next time, keep doing your part to make the world a better place.